Hello and welcome to the weekly Bundaberg Now podcast. I'm Dana McAgus from Bundaberg Regional Council. Today we have another interesting program filled with news and information from across the Bundaberg region. Soon we'll hear more about the hashtag Arts Bunny at Home project, local lifesavers, Botanic Gardens Kids Activity Trail and the Burnet Heads RV Lifestyle Village development. But first, here's Michael Gorry with the news headlines. Thank you, Dana. Making news this week, it was a huge year for Bundaberg's Life Flight Rescue Team, performing a record 306 missions and opening a new purpose-built base. Those airlifts were valued at more than $3.8 million, but were delivered free to patients. The most common call-outs were for motor vehicle accidents and cardiac conditions. Good news for strawberry lovers. The local picking season is underway and fresh local strawberries are now available in Bundaberg region supermarkets. Here's Bree Grimmer from Bundaberg Fruit and Vegetable Growers. Bundaberg growers um, in this region, they contribute about $35 million um, farm gate value and contribute about 16% of the total state's production. The majority of the planting material is sourced from the Stanthorpe region. Um, due to the ongoing drought and a number of COVID restrictions, uh, there was a reduced number of uh, runners that were delivered to producers in the, in the state, but we don't think that that will impact on the total production volumes coming from this region. The Bundaberg Multiplex has had a makeover, with drapes being installed at the back of the stage in the main auditorium. The installation improves the appearance of the venue and the acoustics. In sport, Bundaberg hockey swung back into action at Hinkler Park on Saturday after more than three months off the field. Senior winners were Raiders Rovers and Wave City in the women, Raiders and Waves in the men. Joining me now is Mayor Jack Dempsey to talk about Council's bold vision to plant one million trees to improve livability in the Bundaberg region. Mayor Dempsey, thanks for joining us. What are the timeframes? It is an ambitious program, Michael, but working together we can make it happen over four years. This initiative will involve Council working with the community to support the planting of one million trees in the Bundaberg region between the 1st of October 2020 and the 30th of September 2024. What are some of the benefits to the community from this program? There are benefits for the environment, which means the community also benefits too. Council has a range of targets to offset our carbon emissions by 2030 or even earlier. So one way to achieve this is by planting trees. You mentioned working in partnership with the community. Yes, Council has partnered in the past with organisations such as Greenfleet to plant trees. In 2016, we planted 90,000 trees alone in Barole and Reserve with Greenfleet. Who might some of the partners be? The project will take a collaborative approach uh, that encourages community groups, Indigenous organisations, volunteers, commercial nurseries and other levels of government to complete planting projects supported by council. Organisations such as Burnett Mary Regional Group, Greenfleet, Planet Arc and local land care groups have been identified for general support for the program. Stakeholders will be consulted as the project plans continues. But locally registered training organisations might be able to provide some of the day labour also. Where will the trees be planted? 
Well, the project will uh, establish a register of sites where permanent trees can be planted. This will include council freehold and reserved lands, along with private land holdings identified through a public register of interest. The register will focus on larger sites where more than 1,000 trees can be planted and plant tree planting projects will focus on environmentally sensitive sites and planting programs that ensure plant survival. Money doesn't grow on trees. What will this program cost? Well, Michael, commercially purchased native tube stock can cost uh, between $1.50 and $2.50 each. However, the tube stock pricing can be reduced if seedling collection and propagation is done on a larger scale. Uh, We will look to partner with local natural resource groups and registered training organisations to grow the required tube stock and will look at grant opportunities also. We estimate the annual budget will be in the order of approximately $200,000 per year, but this will also cover things like planting material and equipment, Uh, even into the training aspects and the tube stock, as mentioned before. Will local residents be able to get involved? That's what we want, Michael, definitely. There will be opportunities to volunteer. We also envisage that residents will be able to uh, access native tube stock also to plant native species on their residential properties also. How will people know if the target is being met? Well, there will be a web page with tools and resources relating to the program, including a counter of trees planted over the next four years. Mayor Dempsey, thanks for joining us. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks, Michael. Now, I'll hand over to Robert McClellan and a special guest to chat to us about the hashtag Arts Bunny at Home project. Thanks, Dana. I'm down here at the Bundaberg Regional Art Gallery with Trudy Lego. How are you, Trudy? I'm good, Robert. How are you? I'm good. Now... Trudy is one of our hashtag Arts Bundy at Home ambassadors and she's committed to revitalising the Bundaberg arts industry from the impacts of COVID-19. Now, as well as Trudy, we have two more ambassadors, Jess O'Neill and Phil Oakley, who will come together on the 5th of September at the Children's Arts Space and they will live stream a community conversation about the where to from here. So our deadly panel have been keeping up to date with the free webinars Council is offering as part of the Ideas and Conversations uh, series. So if you've missed any of these, jump online to theartsbundaberg.com.au and check out hashtag Artsbundy at home page. Fabulous. Thanks for that. I'm actually really looking forward to that, Robert. And I'm also enjoying that today we're going to be chatting about the next upcoming webinar, which is focusing on industry crisis to recovery, and it will be presented by Pat O'Neill and David Berthold, and it's this coming Monday at 12.30pm. Now, Pat O'Neill, he was the ex-Army commander um, who was helping around the time of the 2013 Bundaberg floods crisis, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right, Robert. So he has seen Bundaberg at both its worst, um, but in some ways at its best because he was here and saw the community's response to the floods. Um, We'll also be hearing from David Berthold, and he is a well-known theatre and festival director. Um, He recently just finished his tenure as the artistic director at the Brisbane Festival. That sounds really exciting. I think this webinar is certainly one that is not to be missed. So I suppose what what excites you mostly about this webinar? Look, Robert, 
the floods and COVID-19 are not going to be the only disasters that we go through as a community. So I think these conversations and having this opportunity to hear from people that have got the experience that Pat and David have got is really, really essential because this is going to generate conversation for us as a community and we're going to figure out how do we use creativity to respond to these huge challenges. Sounds so exciting. Thank you, Trudy, for chatting with me today. And look, to all of our listeners, do not miss this exciting webinar on Monday, the 20th of July. Check it out today on artsbundaberg.com.au. Thank you, Robert and Trudy, for joining us. We're now going to hear from Julie Davis and Michael Harris about Surf Life Saving Queensland's fitness proficiency testing that took place at Kelly's Beach on Saturday, the 11th of July. So basically what today is, is just bringing all the lifeguards together because a lot of them don't see, you know, like the ones at Yapoon, they don't get to see the guys down here. Uh, working together, um, I have um, a couple of guys come up from Brisbane um, that are also in the lifeguard service down there and they deliver any um, new scenarios, new upgrades, new information as far as communication goes and all that sort of stuff to them as well. So all of our lifeguards are on the same page and ready to hit the ground running when we start up on this 19th of September. The lifeguards that are here doing their proficiency are Yapoon, Emu Park, Tenham Sands and then Bundaberg obviously and Harvey Bay. Um, the two of the um, that are my supervisors, they come up from Brisbane, yes, like Cal, Cal Lovett and, um, and Jack Picknickle, they come up from Brisbane to help me um, tick everybody off and, and get through the scenarios and as I said, any any upgrades that need that they need to know and that sort of stuff at the start of the season, um, Cal and, and Jack, um, you know, run me plus them through it as well. As well as the lifeguards that um, that participate that work here as well, I also open it up to um, any of the, the newer um, newer guys. So I send out a, um, an email of interest to anyone who's of that age, 17, who's interested in lifeguarding. Some of them might not even thought about it, and if they are interested, then they're invited along today too to run through to see what it's like to be a lifeguard. And then if, if they want to join up, then they know what it's all about. So I open it up to you know anyone who wants to give it a go. Uh, I think it just shows the quality of people we've got here in Bundaberg. You know, they just give it their all. Um, they're very passionate about what they do. They like doing it, and um, you know, a bit of camaraderie between all the guys as well, which is fantastic. So. Um, yeah, I, I think it's fantastic, yeah. I, I'm very proud of all of them. They all do a really good job. As far as the physical um, component of being a lifeguard is there's an 800-metre course from they've got to do in 14 minutes. And then um, this mission. So what this mission entails, the lifeguard mission entails, is a 600 swim, an 800 run, a 600 board paddle, and an 800 run, and they've got to do that in 28 minutes. So that's, that's the, um, the time frame. And then we do them again before each holiday. So a lifeguard has to do that three or four times a year to keep their fitness up. So I'm trying to make it once a year, yes, so they all, um, they all get together. And then I know that once they're here and they're all ticked off with all their awards, I know they've all got them and then I don't have to worry about chasing them up for anything for the rest of the season. Just once it kicks in, because I've got beaches from Yapoon to Harvey Bay, I know that my, all my guys are right to go. Thank you, Bundaberg Council, for taking up the contract again. My name's Michael Harris. Uh, I'm a, a lifesaver at Bundaberg Surf Club, but I also do beach lifeguarding uh, for the council. And I'm a teacher at Shalom College as well. Uh, I think I'm the oldest lifeguard here. Um, and I've been competing now in uh, everything from swimming, water polo, lifesaving, triathlons for the last, well, 50 odd years. Uh, it's something I enjoy doing. Um, I've got two of my family members that are doing lifeguard as well. I've got a younger daughter who's in nippers and she'll do it. 
Uh, it's something I really enjoy doing. Uh, I've obviously been fed all my life and I, I really enjoy these days when I get to go against some of the younger people. We've all got to complete the proficiencies uh, at least four times a year. If we don't pass then we, we can't do the lifeguarding. Uh, and so we patrol the beaches for the council mainly during the summer season but at a beach like this at Kelly's, it's all year round on Saturdays and Sundays. Thanks, guys, for that great insight. Now, here's Rowana O'Neill to talk us through the exciting initiative of the Bundaberg Botanic Gardens, the Kids' Activity Trail. Hi, everyone. It's Rowana O'Neill, Coordinator Communication and Engagement. The Bundaberg Botanic Gardens team and I are really excited to let you know about a new Kids' Activity Trail that's just been launched at the Botanic Gardens. There are 20 activities inside a booklet and all of them focus on the plants and animals at the Botanic Gardens. So if you have children, grandchildren or students who are around middle to upper primary age, this will be great for them. If you have younger children, they may need some parent and guardian assistance. If you are a carer for someone, you might also find that they enjoy using the booklet as well. The activity trail takes you around the top lake of the Botanic Gardens, which is just behind Hinkler Hall of Aviation and Cafe 1928. The children will be passing through three different plant communities, which include the Fern Garden, the Sclerophyll Woodland and the Australian Rainforest. We've designed the trail to be close to amenities, including toilets, the cafe, car parks, playgrounds and some of the other attractions in the gardens. There are 20 numbered posts in the ground that signal where to stop. And the great thing is that we've designed it to be very flexible. You can do the activities in any order at any pace and they don't have to be completed in one go. You can complete the booklet over multiple visits to the gardens. We hope that the booklet shows the diversity of plants and animals and engages children's senses in the gardens. We also hope that it brings the gardens into focus for young people by learning about plants they may have previously walked past before but it's also meant to be fun. The booklet includes opportunities for drawings, matching, measuring, sketching, word find and decoding words. So children will be able to identify a plant, make a sound map, do some animal spotting, measure a tree and much more. And for questions that have answers to them, we provided the answers in the booklet. You can pick up the free booklets from Cafe 1928, Hinkle Hall of Aviation and the Bundabergan District Historical Museum. We're very mindful of the environment, so the booklets have all been printed on recycled paper. The Bundaberg Botanic Gardens offer some great opportunities for outdoor learning experiences. So if you'd like to discover the Brazilian silk floss tree, the autograph tree and the largest fern in the world, grab a booklet and we look forward to seeing you in the garden soon. Thanks, Ro. And finally today, I'll hand over to Wayne Heydrich, Council Senior Media Advisor, who is chatting with Amy Boyd about the RV lifestyle village development that is taking shape out at Burnet Heads. Amy, uh, thanks very much for sharing your time with us this morning. Uh, Amy, can you give me a little bit of a rundown on, on what RV Lifestyle Villages actually does and where it's where it's currently at? RV Lifestyle Village is our flagship community and our first. Um, it's, it's a master plan community designed for active travellers um, and you'll see from our display homes that all of our homes feature a large oversized RV garage capable of fitting a vehicle up to 16 metres long. So how long has this project been in the planning? 
We started planning RV Oceanside in September 2017. Um, so we've had probably two years of planning to really design something that we think is going to appeal to travellers and, and the market that we're targeting. Uh, obviously this part of uh, the Queensland coastline is a beautiful area and so forth, but why Bundaberg and why Burnett Heads? We think it's a real untouched little paradise up here. Um, the land that the village is being developed on is family land um, and we'd always looked at opportunities for what we thought would bring um, new residents into Burnett Heads and we think certainly with the, um, the popularity of caravanning and travelling, somewhere like Burnett Heads offers the greatest of both worlds in that it's, it's close to the highway and close for people that do love to travel but for those that really want to come and settle and live by the coast Burnett Heads is a perfect location. The design of this village how does it cater to the RV person? The village has been designed um, to really accommodate people with, with RVs and caravans. Um, you'll notice from the village that we've got really wide streets, um, all of our homes have six metre driveways uh, and those large oversized garages that really um, protect one of, their, one of the biggest assets that um, people own other than their home. So obviously this is a stage development, so uh, this is stage one of how many stages? This is stage one, uh, we've got 80 homes in stage one as well as um, the bulk of our community facilities um, and we sort of expect uh, the construction time frame to be over five to seven years um, until we've completed all the home sites and we've got capacity here at the moment for 486 homes. Obviously there's not uh, one style of home, there's a, a variety of homes available to uh, potential purchasers? Yeah, we've got a variety of homes um, from two and three bedroom standalone homes um, as well as duplexes for those that are after something a little bit smaller but still with that large garage as well. Enhancing that lifestyle or village lifestyle, you mentioned that there are community facilities available here. So what sort of things are we looking at within the community facilities? We've really designed something that wouldn't look out of place in a five-star luxury resort. Uh, we've got a 600 square metre lagoon pool as our feature to the community facilities, uh, a games room that'll have 10-pin uh, bowling lanes, golf simulators, Tent, table tennis, uh, pool tables as well, um, a really beautiful outdoor fire pit that people can sit and have a drink and, and enjoy the beautiful Queensland lifestyle and the weather. Um, gymnasium, we'll have a cinema coming along as well as covered lawn bowls and um, tennis courts. Um, it, the list just keeps going. You, you'd honestly, if you come in here, you wouldn't want to leave. I did touch on it before, but yeah, one of the things we did notice here is the large piles of basalt rock. And obviously you found a way that you can utilise a lot of that material back into the site. Yeah, look, the, the basalt is beautiful. It's a really, really lovely dark rock and, um, you know, a lot of landscapers would love to have the problem that we have of having this um, excess of rock. But we've decided to utilise it through our landscaping um, and also we've had the opportunity to crush some of the rock to use as the foundations for our pool. Thank you, Wayne and Amy. That's all for today. We hope you enjoyed the program. Join us next week for more news and stories from across the Bundaberg region. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.